Hello again, guys. Welcome back to the All Sport Unlocked show. Um, once again, uh, hosted by myself, uh, Max Stroud, I'm joined by my uh, trusty partner and uh, producer, Ben Pryor. How are you going, Ben? I'm um, good, thanks, mate. How are you travelling? Yeah, not too bad. Um, obviously, start of another week um, in quarantine, stuck in the house. So, you know, uh, I'm always one of those things you just got as they, they sort of blend into each other, but we will push on. Um, well, I think this is week five or six now we're up to. Um, so, you know, what, uh, what difference does it make now? Yeah, it's, um, it's sort of, it's, it's getting more bearable, getting used to doing, not being able to do much. I think we're past, past that part, past that stage of really struggling, at least we're sort of used to it now, but, um, yep, getting back into normality, it looks like a bit, other states are starting to make a few changes, of course, Victoria, still two weeks away from any sort of changes, which is great. Um, but yeah, just trying to make the best of a really bad situation. Absolutely. So what we've decided to do um, with this episode, so we hadn't talked a whole lot about cricket. We touched on it briefly um, in the episode regarding the future of sport, the, the immediate future of all the sports, um, especially with regards to the 20, World 2020 uh, and the India uh, Test Series. It's coming up next summer. Obviously, then there's going to be any uh, international travel this winter because um, there's obviously there was a pr- proposed uh, uh, tour to Bangladesh for a couple of tests and a few one days over in England, uh, which seem all the Bangladesh and the England series have both been called off. So the next uh, assignment for the Australian cricket team will be back in Australia, likely for the test series. I don't think the World 2020 will go ahead um, at its proposed time, and which will mean so it'll be a different-looking summer than what was originally planned. And the Sheffield Shield, the early Sheffield Shield rounds are going to uh, carry a lot of weight as we go into next summer, even more weight than they normally would. Uh, the first four, five, or six games before we get in to the Test summer, which we haven't seen in a while, and obviously after the last summer. Obviously, playing Pakistan and New Zealand, both uh, teams disappointed greatly. Uh, India are going to be a completely different kettle of fish. Uh, they've oh, been, yeah, the be- been, been the best team in the world for the better part of the last five years, led by um, arguably the best player, most complete player in the world in Virat Kohli, um, and who has transformed the culture of their test team and the whole country, really, and made test cricket once again a priority, as it was looking like uh, 2020 was going to take over in that part of the world. So led by, obviously, the previously mentioned Coley. Um, Pujara has been a thorn in Australia's side. Bumrah um, absolutely destroyed us last time they were here. But one thing you, we must add is we didn't have Steve Smith, David Warner, or Marnus Labashane last time India came, which obviously those three, um, of Smith and Warner were forces before the infamous bring suspensions, and now Marnus has transformed uh, probably into a top five to six batsman in the world over the past 12 months, which will make a big difference. So we're going to try and forecast as best we can what our team will look like when we get down to uh, November next year and we play the first test. Uh, I don't think they've announced where the first test is going to be yet, and it'll, it'll likely change um, based on what the go is with the coronavirus um, when we get back down to there, 
But so well, I think we'll start Ben. So who? How many locks do you think you can put into the side at this I, early stage? I, I think in my I think you've got six locks. Six locks. I think six locks. You've got David Warner, Marnus, Stephen Smith, Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon, and Tim Payne is locker's captain. I think that's my six absolute locks that you can't really you, you could arguably uh, no nah, I think those six are the six players that will definitely be in the side um, of course unless injury um, I think will be the start will be in the side at the start of November I would uh, I would add Josh Hazelwood um, onto that six as well yep. if, if it, I, can't. Uh, I think he he was probably the dominant bowler um, when he played in that Ashes series over in England and then had a pretty dominant summer as well back home. And when he's on song, he's behind Cummins. He's still, he got a test average floating around that 25, 26 mark, which is yep. uh, certainly elite. And he's played quite a bit of test career for Australia now. Does a bit with the new ball um, and then gets a bit of reverse going. Uh, oh, I, I, do. I, I think I think Hoff, if fit, has to play. And I think if, if fit and on song, I think Stark plays as well. Obviously, his form has fluctuated the past three years, and so it's it's a bit of an unknown whether he's going to be up and firing. Um, but the only one I can really see breaking into that that uh, strong four group of four we've had bowling for us the last couple of years is that is James Pattinson. Yep, and that's why I sort of I I, I do think um, I do have to agree with you there on Hayeswood. I think Stark is the one that he will fall out of luck if they do decide to go with Pattinson. But I also think Stark in Australia, he did destroy, um, probably, not probably not destroy, but he did take apart the early, the he did most of the times he did damage with the new ball um, at the top and sort of cleaned up the tail as he's done most of his career with those deadly um, Yorkers. And I think he had, Jute Ravel, all um, he was all over him during the New Zealand series, and the Pakistani tail order had no clue how to play him. He's just probably too quick. Um, but I, I do really like Patterson as a bit of Victorian bias. But um, yeah, I think it's between it is Hazelwood probably is first first to go in there for mine. But then you got Stark and Patterson, and it depends if Stark is fully fit because he is injury prone definitely. But um, you can't really pick anyone else to really um, make a breakthrough into that team. Following those, uh, that group um, in the, with the fast bowlers, you've obviously got uh, Michael Neese has been around the mark uh, over the past 12 to 18 months in the test side. Hasn't broken yeah. through for a, for a cap yet. Played a couple one days, but he's been a pretty dominant player in that Queensland side, which have been pretty successful. Um, other ones, Riley Meredith um, is the new kid on the block. Um, yep. bowls, bowl, has bowled rapid in the Big Bash um, had a pretty good start to his uh, first class career last year I know Warney rates him very highly so um, how did he go at because I know he had a bit of a weird sort of action um, how's he gone sustaining that being able to play those four day games he is done okay I think he off the top of my head I don't have the stats right in front of me from last year he's bowled. I think he took only played five games took about 18 wickets at 27 in the shield um, and then was pretty good in the Big Bash too. Uh, and 
Did he play in the playing in the twenty twenty national? Or was he in the squad? I think he was in the twenty twenty squad for Australia. Yeah, didn't he... get himself a game. Yeah, um, but he's around the mark. Uh, Jai Richardson um, become yeah, a bit Jai of a forgotten bit of become a bit of a forgotten man um, in that test just because he's had that injury problem, um, missed the World Cup, and probably would have been. I reckon he would have been right around the mark um, to be one of their main bowlers, main impact bowlers in that World Cup. Was he fit? Um, spent the last year not being able to throw, which, which yep. haven't helped his chances. But I think in the Test arena, I don't think that's as important. Um, as you'd think, I think you can get you can go and hide someone, um, yeah. and if, if he's going to bowl. But in say, having said that, is he in our top three bowlers? Maybe not. Um, so those those are probably, that's probably the main group of seven, and then you have got yeah. guys like uh, Cameron Gannon, uh, Sean Abbott, um, yeah. even Harry Conway had a pretty good summer. Blokes like Chris Tremaine, Chad Sayers, Scott Bolan kind of dropped off the radar a little bit. Wes Aker had a pretty good, so yes, pretty good yep. summer. He's a, he, you have to say, he's on the up, and even someone like Will Sutherland, uh, a bit younger. Yeah. Um, also, good. you could also kind of, he's definitely for the further future, but um, Cameron Green from WA, he's yeah, we'll pretty Yeah, defi- we'll definitely be speaking about him later um, in when we get to the number six spot in this team. Um, yeah. But as for the, so the, I think the, definitely the bowling's a definite strong point. We've just reeled off 12, 13, 14 guys who could slot into a team pretty easily. Um, yeah. And we'll see who we pick in our 14-man squads later. Um, as for the batting, uh, Tim Payne will go up. Tim Payne, I don't think he's going to lose his job anytime soon. Um, no. Whether or not he has much longer after that series, I'm not sure. His batting, think- his batting has regressed. Uh, yep. In recent times, I don't think his glove work is as clean as it as it could be, um, and I, I I disagree with Matt Matty Wade giving up the keeping completely because that's that's going to provide if he could could uh, take the gloves that would provide a lot of uh, flexibility. Besides, but I think he only really gave up. And you know, I'm a massive fan of his, but he only ha- he only gave up the gloves after um, he was told by the selectors, what he had to do to get back into that Australian team was to give up the gloves and bat high for Tasmania. Mm. And um, obviously that's what he did. Got picked again because he had Tim Payne there. Who Tim Payne, in all credit to him, has done a very good job at getting Australia out of one of the darkest moments in Creed Australia's history. Um, I think he has done a very good job. I think he'll... He could lead this through another tough summer, not for the on-field reasons, but through the coronavirus thing. I think he'll be a good leader for them. But I think after that, you've got to be looking at someone else to pass the uh, baton on to in terms of captaincy. I think everyone everyone who has spoken to me about Tim Payne knows that I'm a bit of a sceptic of his just because he's batting uh, in first class, at first class level over his 15-year career has left a lot to be desired. Um, yes, and I'm, and I think being the golden boy um, of Australian cricket has given him a bit more of an opportunity than maybe he deserved. But um, you can't, I can't argue with the way he's led the side in recent times. Um, so you said so in the out of the top six. So you only had three locks: Warner, Labuschagne, and Smith. Is that correct? I think. Yep, I think that other opening spots up for debate, and the five and yep. six spots. Yeah, as much as I'd like. One of my favourite players to be in there. I think it's those the opening and then five six are all up for debate. 
So obviously Warner's going to open Marnus at three and Smudger at four. So who yep. who have you got in the mix there for that uh, second opening spot? Obviously Joe Burns, the incumbent at the moment, who had a pretty good summer. Um, yep. did, he, did he get a ton in the end, Joe Burns? Did, I think he did. Didn't quite nail down his spot, um, it must be said. Um, no. But the opening... It's, I think mean, it's been a bit of a uh, bit of a rotating door um, throughout the last few years. Off the top of my head, um, uh, obviously Nick Manson was the leading run scorer in Shield cricket last year. Yep, um, seven hundred eighty runs. Seven hundred eighty runs, eighty six average. A majority of which was opening the batting or at number three. Um, Daniel Hughes has put together a very strong two to three year period um, yep. north of, north of the Murray. Um, whether Jake Weatherald from South Australia has big wraps on him, hasn't quite done it uh, at Shield level just yet. Six hundred and sixty runs at thirty nine um, last summer, um, so I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. But I think he definitely has some ability. Alex Dorn, um, three Test player, um, going back a while now, but um, has put together a couple good summers down in Tassie after a bit of a drop in form a few years ago. Well, you just you did you just read out numbers five, six, and seven in the top ten Sheffield Shield run scorers. Of course, you got um, the old Sean Marsh is has made the third most. Yeah, I think uh, he's unfor- unfortunately him. for Sean. I think his uh, his chance time in the sun might have just passed him by. And you've got Tom Cooper has made the second most um, runs at an average of fifty four uh, from South Australia. Bolstered by a two hundred and seventy-one not out on the uh, on the yes, uh, junction road. That helps, doesn't highway. it? Highway on yeah. the junction on the junction highway. <laughs> on the highway, and then you got Joe Burns at eight, uh, Moises Enriquez at nine, and then Solway from New South Wales. Daniel Solway, I think uh, he played the second half of New South Wales. Got that hundred. Um, Bryce Street is one that interests me um, for that opening spot. Probably not this summer. Um, yep. Broke, broke through, made two hundreds last year. Took, ended up taking Renshaw's spot, who's obviously had a, a torrid run of form the past two years. But um, Bryce Street is basically a shorter version of Renshaw. Uh, Four hundred eighty-nine runs last year and an average of thirty-eight. Made a triple century in the uh, Futures League against the Vicks, which was a pretty strong Vic side, uh, including Will Sutherland uh, and John Holland. Um, yep. So I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, strike rate. His strike rate was thirty in the Shield summer last year, uh, yep. which is uh, by the way modern players play compared. Nick Manson uh, scored his runs at a sixty-six clip, compared to Streets just thirty. Um, but I don't. I think that's could be a nice uh, little uh, foil, foil to uh, what uh, Warner does. Obviously, Warner likes to get after the bowler as well. Yep. Um, and in the past few years, um, obviously uh, Burns has done a good job. Um, doing that, and we, obviously we saw with Hayden and Langer uh, going way back, they uh, were two blokes who uh, contrasted styles a bit, and ended up being arguably the greatest uh, combination to ever do it for Australia. So I've I think, got a question. Um, yep. Will we see Usman Khawaja playing this summer or at all? I think. I think. Ever. I think. I think. He's in our best old team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, it's just whether the selectors are ready to give him another chance because he has not been that uh, kind to them. In Australia, 
And the other thing is you don't overly want him playing and filling his boots on Australian soil because he has shown the ability to do that. And then once he goes out in the road um, to other countries, it's been a bit of a struggle for him. Yep. But he's definitely one. We talk about those first four or five Shield games. If he comes out, makes 300s, which he unfortunately couldn't do last year, but if he can ha- put a few uh, games together, then you know you never know. Like um, I think opening suits him as well. Now the like number three position. Him. Now that Marnus has uh, put a mortgage on that number three position, um, I think definitely Guaja can feature. Um, yep. And the, but obviously, as we've just gone through, there's a few other names uh, that uh, are in the mix. Even I've mentioned Renshaw didn't end up having his uh, spot in the top, um, side in the Queensland side towards the end of the year, but. If he can get that back, he's running three or four hundreds away as well. It's such yeah, a exactly. uh, such a such a fickle game sometimes, as as the old saying goes. You're only a few hundreds at, you're only ever a few hundreds away from playing Australia, no matter what uh, no matter what grade you're playing in. Yeah, I think you're correct in saying that. Um, when you look at yeah those five, first five games before the first test, Kwaja, Renshaw, if they put a few tons on the board and Burns doesn't do anything, then Burns is pretty much out of the race and it'll be between one of those two. Unless, obviously, someone else comes from the blue and makes another big stock of runs. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to pick and we'll definitely rely on one of those. Um, whoever stands out the most, I guess, at the start of the um, Sheffield Shield season next year. How far do you reckon you're away from Australia? How many hundreds do you reckon you'll need to make next summer? Uh, I think I'll need to make a fair few to have any sort of call from JL. Um, What's the, maybe 300 at East Sandy. Um, get, then get a, then the, get a call from a Premier Club. Make 100 in each grade. Work your way say up. Th- 300s in the ones. What's that? That's nine. Then three or four hundreds for the Vicks. So you're probably 12 to 13 hundreds away. Oh, um, that. That's from, not that far from, when you think about it. From being a, a realistic sniff, so um, that's a message for all local cricketers as well. You, you, if you stay positive, you never know. And that's how what. Many, that's... How, many, how many do you reckon you are away from then, Shreddy? Oh, twenty-four. So it's going to be a big, uh, big ask considering I uh, haven't gotten near one. I didn't make. I didn't even get to hundred runs last summer. So to get a hundred in innings, uh, it's going to be a going to be a fair task. Oh. Uh, as Matt Harris shown this season, all it takes is one year and you're back in form and um, <laughs> you can do many, many things. Absolutely. Um, so that's probably the main contenders for the opening one. Uh, out of interest, Ben, who would you be leading towards at the moment? Um, to partner I think, Davey. Um, if I, who I want and who, compared to who I think, I think, Joe Burns will get it unless Usman or someone like Renshaw does something spectacular at the start of next season. I think they will go with Burns again. Um, but I, I personally, I love Usman and I would like to see him opening. But um, I think at this age, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to say Burns. I think, but not really too sure. It does depend on those first um, and who, whoever's fit and whoever um, can put their name up in the first Sheffield Shield bit. What about yourself? I just don't think Burns did enough last summer to uh, seal his fate. I I put Nick Manson in there. Um, yep. I think his mental health has put a put a bit of a, a exclamation, a bit of a question mark next to his name. 
Yep. Um, just because when Test cricket is a very tough game. Um, Rabada did a number on him. And last he... last time he played, he he was definitely wasn't up to it, but he wasn't averaging seventy over the part previous two summers. So I think if he, if if his uh, brain gets right, and he is he gets himself in a position where he can um, start to excel and get a fresh state of mind and be able to play for the Aussies, I think he should be the opening option because I think he's one of the more talented players in the country. And if he can get an extended run, like he has uh, occasionally for the Vicks over the past two summers, then he can make a big impact. Outside of that, um, obviously Burns has got to be in the mix and then obviously I think Kawaja um, is the other one that would make the most sense unless someone, as we keep saying, unless someone like Weatherald or um, someone of, of that, uh, that ilk can uh, eke out a few tons at the start, and and then obviously Marcus Harris as well, um, oh, yeah, who is, and can Cameron Bancroft that we haven't mentioned yet either. Um, Bancroft, similar to Renshaw, just had a torrid run of it uh, over the past twelve months, and then Harris um, went from making mountains of runs um, in the Victorian side after crossing over from the West, and and just uh, seen his talent ever since the Ashes um, has just dwindled. Well, I think he he played in that series last time India came over here, and they he did not look. He he he, had, he showed glimpses definitely. He was our leading run scorer in the series. Did he? Yep. But I, I what was his well, top score? Eighty. Uh, he got an eighty at Sydney. Ah, right. Okay. But I think, um, yeah, I think I'm not sure if he he did, and he deserved to get that spot. Um, after making a thousand Sheffield Shield runs, um, but yeah, I'm not sure if he's that if he's that go to, and I don't think Bancroft is that pick either. I've I never really I thought he's yeah he looked completely out of place in England, and even when yeah I don't think he Bancroft is the pick either. I think you're right when when you say Maddinson probably deserves it, and if he's in the mental right mental state, he um, could do the job. Absolutely. So I think there's no doubting who uh, takes out number three and four spots uh, on yeah. our list, um, being Labashane uh, and, of course, um, Steve Smith, uh, the best player we've probably ever seen. Um, so that leads us to the number five and six, uh, which have been a real problem ever since the retirements of uh, Michael Clark and Michael Hussey, uh, yeah. who kept those... Uh, spots in, in uh, good tact for um, a long time and ever since as a few positions in the team have become, it's been become a bit of a revolving door um, so at the moment uh, the incumbent, uh, Travis Head uh, was at 5 and Matthew Wade was at 6 oh they um, switched, they switched around they, sw- they switched, so yeah, so Wade 5, Head at 6, whatever they ended up being um, so in the mix, who are some names you've got there that uh, are in the mix there because I don't think Head or Wade have done enough to secure their place. Well, I think the first player that most people, most Australian fans will look to is that um, is Pekoski, and is he finally right? And he's been been mentioned and been sort of around that spot for a fair while now, and people and pulled out of the. Um, was it the Indian series? He pulled out late. Or uh, he... Sri Lankan, wasn't it? Sri Lankan series, yeah. He he pulled out. Um, 
Um, but I sort of was stuck on this. I don't really, I don't really um, know who to really go for. Who did you have? Um, I well, I, one of those things is as you were saying before. What do I want, and what do I think will happen? I would yeah. love to see uh, Cameron Green uh, in the team for yep. the first test of the summer, provided he is is going to be out of bowl. Um, yep. But my God, what didn't have an impressive summer. Yeah, um, 15 innings, 700 runs, and an average of 63. Um, a strike rate of 50. Um, it's pretty good going. And he took, how many wickets did he, he take? Didn't, he didn't bowl. He, in the second half of the year, he had a back stress fracture throughout and had to play just as a batsman. Ah, uh, yes. Um, but in his, in his 15 first class games uh, over the past two to three summers, he's made. Uh, uh, 833 runs at 44 with yep. 150 and three hundreds, and then he's taken 28 wickets at an average of 21 and a half with two fifers and a best bowling in a match of 9 for 42 so I think and he is the, the prodigal uh, son you might say and he's going to be he hopefully will be the one to take us to the next level he's um, 20 years old as well that's just scary We've been searching for the all-rounder um, since, well, since Keith Miller, really. Um, someone who can be one of our best bowler, our top four bowler and top six batsman. Um, obviously, uh, Shane Watson had his moments, um, but just never lacked, always lacked a bit of consistency. Um, so I don't want to put too much pressure on the young kid, but at this stage, all uh, it's all looking pretty positive for him. Uh, do, you, do you reckon they, the selectors, there's any chance they would put Green, who's 20, and Bukowski, who's also quite young, together in that middle order. Do you reckon there's any chance they do that? Both um, 20 and 22, do they go, okay, we're going to India, come over here. They beat us last time, and they go, all right, we're going to put a 20, 20-year-old and a 22-year-old behind Smith and Labuschagne. Um, I, do they I, do that? I don't think they would. It's one or the oh. other. I think that's too a bit too much pressure. I think if they want the all round option, they go for Green. Yeah. Uh, if if Green isn't going to be able to bowl, and they think they don't need an all round option, um, then whether it's Pekovsky or whoever it is, um, someone even uh, Moises Henriques had a very good summer last year. Yep. And I know a lot of uh, Australian fans probably think surely we've had enough of this bloke. Um, but he's someone who's just put together a lot of good uh, Sheffield Shield seasons now. Um, Bo Webster, another one. Uh, he, he had a hammy injury at the start of the summer, uh, so didn't have a lot of cricket to play. Um, I'll find yep. his stats for you uh, if I can. He's not, not in the top 50 run scorers. I think he, he might have done his hammy again, actually. Um, yep. Yeah, but I was the same with Kawaja. Um, I just found his stats. 202 runs at 18 last summer, which leaves a bit to be desired, to be fair to say. Um, yeah. The other all-round option, uh, Jack Wildermuth, um, 268 runs at 30 last year with, with the bat, um, and then uh, 17 wickets with the ball. Uh, obviously, uh, Big Stoin, another Stoin. one who's uh, yes, they could go with Stoin. Promised, but he just hasn't made enough shield runs the past two years. Ever since he left Victoria, uh, really, um, and then obviously Travis Head. Um, I think well, he's the vice captain, so I think. He probably has his nose in front um, as far as being picked. But 
I think, and Matthew Wade as well. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if they keep the formula the same. Yep. But uh, we'll see how we go. All right, so without without further ado, so what's your 11 and then who you got rounding out the squad? Okay, so I think after listening to you and what you've had to say with the opening spot, I think I'm going to I'm going to go Warner and Madison opening opening up. Stealing my pick, eh? Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I personally would like to see Usman opening, but in terms of what probably what is more likely to happen, I'm going to say um, Madison, but I would like Raja, so either one of the two. Um, number three and four, obviously, Labashakmi and Stephen Smith. Um, and I think with those that five and six spot... You, you're right in talking about there's a lot of uncertainty with picking young guys and there's not a lot that you, that stands out at you. And in my probably personal opinion, that's probably a bit off. The, the Those five and six roles are probably, they're not, you'd rather, I think, have used that five, six role for to get a young guy into the side and give him a bit of a taste um, and someone that you're looking for in the future which could be that Green or Pekoski. But when you look at all-rounders, Cummins' is batting is um, improved immensely over the recent years, and he's actually a pretty handy player with the stick. What has deteriorated in the past 12 months, Cummins' is batting. Uh, ever since that 50 he got against India, uh, he's been averaging 12 in Test cricket. Um, no point to but... List. He um, no, I think that's more of a slump than anything else because before that he was smashing. Yeah. Um, I I'm not sure. I think if you played, if you wanted to play the five bowls and put Pattinson at seven, I think you'd get away with that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Cummins has the Cummins good number eight. Don't you want him any higher than that though? If that's what you're about to let go to forward. No, I think no, I think I was going to keep Pattinson. I think I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep. It'd be boring, but I think they might not change anything. They might just keep Head and Wade unless something, unless Wade or Head have a really poor start to that Sheffield Shield season and someone else really shines out for them. Yep. I think you've got to keep, I think they probably will keep that, they'll keep that pretty much whole team the same. Um, Pat, Patterson's probably that 12th man. Um, and then. So your Patterson's that twelfth man, and then um, that opening spot is the one that re- that really is up for grabs. Madison probably, as you say, he's probably got his nose ahead at the moment. But the yeah, like you said, you're you're only a few tons away from getting picked. Um, so that's my team: Warner, Madison, me Smith, Head, Wade, Payne, Cummins, Stark. Hazelwood, Lyon, and then Patterson, 12th man. And then who's the... Probably they normally pick a 14 man. So who are the other two? Um, if you're going to pick another, then you probably have got... Depending on his fitness, I think Jai Richardson's probably in the squad as well. Yep. And then you've got... Uh, I don't know, depending, as you say, probably... I'll be a bit biased towards BGS and put Bukowski in there. Yeah, right. So I had the same top four as you. 
Um, yep. Warner Manson, you stole Manson from me, but that's all right. I was trying to be a bit different. Uh, love a Shane and Smith. Um, I, I stuck with Wade uh, ahead of head, um, and I've gone for Cameron Green uh, yep. at number six. I think if Cameron Green is bowling, um, I think he's made enough, definitely made enough runs and has taken enough wickets in the past to justify giving him a shot. I think he'll be 21 by then. When you look through the annals of Australian history, um, we've had a lot of success getting blokes in there ASAP from Ponting, McGrath, Warren, uh, Michael Clark, Steve War. Some of our absolute champions have played straight away. Um, yep. So there's no, 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 not much time to waste, I reckon. Um, give him yep. a go. Obviously a big series to debut in, but with the experience of Warner, Labashane, Smith uh, towards the top of the order, I think hopefully there's not much a, a, a pressure on him. Um, yep. And you could even bat him at seven uh, and paint at six if that was something you wanted, if you wanted to take the pressure off him even further. Just are, you saying, are you saying that he, that's only if he can bowl? If he can't bowl, is he... If he, if he, if he can't bowl, um, then I'm sticking just with Travis Head. Okay. Um, yep. But I think if he can bowl, I think he puts his name ahead of Travis Head. Um, I, I, there's not much between Wade and Head. I just think Wade's shown more of an ability to, to post big scores um, since that Ashes and Head. Um, I'd still have doubts whether his technique uh, can last uh, in the under the pressure cooker that is Test cricket. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a story for another day. Um, I'll stick with Payne. Um, I think I'd, in an ideal world, Wade has the gloves, and that way you can play um, head as well and bat a bit deeper, or you can yep. even pat, play um, Pattinson and bat him in that seven spot. Because I'm not sure if Payne's batting is that far ahead. Um, of someone like Pattinson, for example, um, a big call, but Payne yep. probably Payne looks a bit more solid and has, has probably done a bit more. But I think if you give Pattinson, I know that year he played down at Dandenong um, in the Premier Cricket, made over five hundred runs. Obviously, not not test uh, test cricket standard, but it's a fair indication that he's got some uh, some fair batting ability. In. Um, and then I've just gone Cummins, Stark, Lyon, and Hazelwood. Um, yep. Not sure if you can really argue with that uh, that foursome, assuming everyone is fit and in form. Yep. Um, the only one, as you, as we discussed earlier, uh, whether you want Stark or Pattinson. Um, I think uh, the other uh, pro for Stark, left armour, that helps Nathan Lyon um, with the foot marks as we get on later into the test. Um, and a team like India who play spin so well. You need every uh, every sort of advantage you can get. Yep. Yep. Um, and then twelfth man, uh, I've obviously gone with Pattinson. Um, I c- couldn't split uh, Riley Meredith and Jorgensen. I think if Jorgensen's fit, I think he's probably just got his nose in front to be the the fifth bowler, as it were, the fifth fast bowler. Yeah, he uh, showed then, good promise when he played. And then either Travis Head or Joe Burns, the two incumbents who I've unfortunately had to drop. Uh, make yep. up the, the rest of the squad. Um, so that's that. So those are the teams we've had. So just to recap, we had the same opening pair in Warner and Manson, the same three and four with Abishan and Smith. I've opted for Cameron Green. Um, yep. You've opted for Travis Head. Um, and I think yep. apart from that, we're all on the same page as far as what we want to see and what we think we will see when it comes yep. to the first test of the summer. But I think it would um, be pretty interesting to see and do another episode after those first few Sheffield yeah, Shield rounds absolutely. and see what's changed. 
Can I just run uh, one more thing by you? We'll probably wrap this up pretty soon, a bit of a shorter episode. Uh, yeah, let's say, hypothetically, we don't get to see India come to Australia this summer. Yes. Because of the coronavirus outbreak. Because of, because of the coronavirus outbreak. So I think that would be an unbelievable opportunity for Cricket Australia to invest back into the Sheffield Shield. Um, it yeah. would be tragic to see the Big Bash become, uh, once again, a big big uh, tourist attraction. I think they'd be better off moving the Big Bash uh, exclusively into January. Yeah. Because um, I can just imagine on Boxing Day, going a bit retro, I think the first Boxing Day test was held in 1974. Before yep. that, we had Victoria versus New South Wales. That would be uh, good fun, I think. So um, I've, I've, I've done these teams. Um, yep. So imagine Harris for the, for the Vicks first, Harris, Madison, Prokolsky, Hanscom, yep. Finch, Maxwell as a top six. Yep. Pretty handy. Harper yep. with the gloves, Sutherland, Pattinson, Siddle and Holland yep. uh, with Scotty Bowen running the drinks. Coming up against the team... Daniel Hughes, Warner, Curtis Patterson, Smith with a C next to his name, Henriques, Neville, Cummins, Stark, uh, Chris Tremaine crossing from Victoria to New South Wales, it appears. Um, so yep. he slots straight into the New South Wales side. Uh, Gaz Lyon and uh, Josh Hazelwood. Um, two very, very strong sides. And that would be a fairly good spectacle on Boxing Day if we can't uh, fit in a test match. What do you reckon of that? I think... I that actually I didn't even think about that, but I think with with no tests, I would be craving to watch some cricket, and I think that would be a pretty good thing to do um, to watch Boxing Day after our antics on the twenty eighth last year. It would be a pretty good <laughs> thing to back it up with. Um, I can't I can't see too much wrong with that. Um, if they get the cr- the same crowds, you'd I think the diehard cricketers would get there I think depending on the weather as well if they get a good day um, what else are you going to do but go watch good old Victoria v New South Wales bit of rivalry there um, I think if they invested into the shield the right way we could get some interest going back in the absence of a true international summer although I do think the international summer will take place rather than just going towards the commercialisation that is the Big Bash um, which should be limited back played in January and February over the school holidays rather yep. than taking that valuable December window, which should be dominated by the Shield. Um, I don't, so I'd, I love, don't, I'd love to see that. Yeah, I don't overly love the Big Bash. I chuck it on in the background. What try, I, just all, I don't really follow it too heavily. I like watching different players and just try to see... Run, I, would, I, hate, I hate games where it's 120 and the other team makes it 122 down, just knocking singles around. It's... Yeah. It, it's I like watching. I don't go for anyone. I just like watching good players make runs, and but I hate how it's so um, trying to be like um, just trying to attract money. And I would much rather it would be good to yeah, like you say, commercialize the um, Shepherd Shield a bit, get a bit of rivalry, get a bit of fans to the games, and I think people would almost if they knew that India weren't coming out that summer. Yeah, a uh, bit of bit of news before we leave um, from around the cricket world, uh, in particular. Um, so Australia have offered to host those one days I was talking about before that were meant to be hosted in England. Also, the English uh, coronavirus situation has uh, been compounded a little bit uh, in recent times, has a massively high uh, death rate. 
fed to other nations. Um, so the we're meant to begin on July four. Um, so it would make it might make sense to play um, those games in Cairns, um, Townsville, or Darwin. Um, Even Marvel, get them under the under the roof. Or footy, you'd be uh, no, might have yeah. a mortgage on that by then. Um, so something like that could take place. Um, the fact that they're like thinking that could happen in July means that everything we've just spoken about with uh, the Victorian New South Wales has been uh, just uh, absolutely thrown out the window. Uh, New Zealand as well have thrown their hat in the ring to post some games for uh, England and also uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, as you probably imagine, who've become the uh, the, the haven for uh, cricket uh, teams who can't play in their home country. Um, yep. Another uh, development, so Adelaide Oval, um, obviously they've been building a 138-bed hotel uh, in the Eastern Grandstand, yep. um, which has started, took place, started taking place a couple of months ago. Um, so that could be an option uh, if an international team needs to serve a quarantine um, and just play some games in Adelaide. Um, so yep. that's that, another thing that could work. Um, and apart from that... There's not a whole lot going on in the world of cricket. And I'm trying to think in the world of sport, so there's been a whole lot of uh, developments in recent times. No, I don't think there has been. It's all pretty stock stand. I haven't read anything today. Yeah. Uh, the Shara Bulls have hired a new general manager, um, Mark Eversley, uh, who was the vice president of the 76ers. Um, and apart from that, that's just about the only real development that's happened. That, was about, that happened about an hour ago. We're taping this on uh, about 4.30 on Monday, the 27th. Um, so, yeah, apart from that, I think we'll probably leave it there. A bit of a shorter episode today. Uh, so we've fired up our uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify uh, all today. Um, so make sure you check out all on our all of our platforms. Um, we've, not only are we posting these podcasts, but we're posting little news updates as well as we go along. I'm um, obviously trying to as we work closer to getting sport back on so we can talk about live sport rather than the future of sport uh, and obviously the past of sport. Um, make sure you check out all the episodes we've already put on. Uh, we've done two AFL drafts, the 2000 and the 2001. Um, redrafting those. So the Super Draft especially was an exciting one, yep, uh, which was the 2001 good. one, where we had uh, about 16 All-Australians um, and so we had to go through that. Now, it, was a t- it was a tough time picking it, wasn't it, Ben? It was a tough time. It was a, it was a good one to do. A lot of talent, a lot of absolute superstars. But um, check it out if you want to have a listen to that. Um, some interesting takes on the careers of those players. But I've got nothing nothing more to add to you. Uh, and the other, and the, just the other episode we dropped um, – recently was the one about the future of all the sports and then I did a little run through um, with my winners and losers um, from the NFL draft so check that out Um, we'll leave it there for now Uh, make sure you stay tuned Uh, we're going to keep a fair bit of content going Um, I know you're all bored in the the house Um, so we will keep it pumping out for you guys let us know if you've got any ideas about what you want us to talk about I know we've already got a bit of feedback um, which is which we love, so make sure that it keeps on coming in, and uh, we will uh, post some more video uh, podcasts soon. Have a good one, guys. Cheers. See ya.